part. And they all kind of agreed that by December 1st, we could probably go to masks optional while still monitoring the COVID cases in Madison County, which I do, if anyone wants to see them, I have a spreadsheet that will tell you every, how many positive cases there are every, you know, every, every day. Yeah, I've got that if you want to see it. Um, anyway, so we are continuing to monitor that and we may have to shift again, but so this is what I'm gonna say. We'll keep it this way today. You can remove your mask while seated, except when we're singing, because that does produce um, a little more saliva. If you've ever watched Hamilton on Disney Plus, you see it. You know what I'm talking about. So we'll kind of keep it status quo today. You can remove your mask while seated. If you're up moving around um, or singing, put them back on. Tonight, if it makes you more comfortable, you can wear your mask while you move around. Take it off at your table. Um, but we will not be requiring that. And I'm going to go and say next Sunday, uh, we will say that masks are um, optional and when we come into this space. We'll not be singing tonight at dinner. We usually do sing something at the Thanksgiving dinner, but we will not be doing that. Um, so that's my most recent update. If you have any questions about that, um, come see me. Um, uh, anyway. Oh, I'm also supposed to say, they all wanted me to say this. Make sure you are talking to your own doctors um, about the vaccine, about boosters, about what they can mean for your children. Continue to wash your hands and do all the things we have learned over the past two years that are very important. So I feel like I've given the, the PSA they all wanted me to give. Anyway, if you have any questions about that, come and see me. So that's our most recent update um, for our COVID safety precautions. Um, all right, let me, I have a ton of announcements, as I always do, coming into the holiday season. Uh, first, the choir has come back together. If you've never sung in the choir, but you would like to, you know, see David, you know, go talk to him. You will not meet tonight because of the dinner, but the next practice will be the 28th at 5.30. I have to revoke an announcement from last week. I told you last week that Grace Place was hoping to serve Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day meals. There was a mix-up with staffing, so they are not going to be able to do that Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day. Um, but if you're interested in serving on those days, I think Stew Pot is for sure serving Christmas Day, and you can go to their website and find information about that. A big thank you to all of you who gave to our November communion offering. Not only were we able to su su supply the 700 cans needed for the Madcap Thanksgiving Day boxes, we gave them more than enough for the 700 cranberry sauce box. So they were able to supply other needed items for the boxes. So thank you. I am always so proud of how this church steps up when asked. Um, so I appreciate that, and Madcap greatly appreciates that. That's a lot of Thanksgiving boxes to put together. A couple of dates um, for upcoming Christmas events. On the 12th, we're gonna have a kind of intergenerational caroling event on the lawn. Um, we're still putting that together, but mark that day. There's information about it in your bulletin. And then we're planning a, a glow party for our kids fourth grade and under in this space on the 19th. But next Sunday, following worship, there'll be a very brief meeting to, with parents and anyone who wants to help with that just to get all the pieces in place. Um, so if you have any questions about that, see Molly Kirk. But that's in your bulletin as well. And youth, there's a couple big things coming up for the youth. First, the winter retreat in January. We will need chaperones and drivers for this event. And then also the Christmas lock-in. Um, Jeff is a glutton for punishment, but they have been begging for a lock-in, so we're going to give them one. Y'all should be excited about this and encourage people to come with you. Do what? Begging for a lock-in. You don't have to come, Dagger. Been begging for a lock-in. But again, this cannot happen unless we have some adults, volunteers, and chaperones to help. Jeff has divided it up into time slots. 
Um, so see him. Look at that sign-up genius in the newsletter. You don't have to be a youth parent. If you want to come hang out with some youth, you're more than welcome to come and do that. So t mark, mark those two dates. Look at the needed stuff for that. Um, and I think that's all my stuff. As always, please take time to read through the bulletin. See all that's going off in the life of our church and how you may be involved. But now, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God this day. created the heavens and earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke, light, and light appeared. God saw that light was good and separated light from dark. God spoke sky in the middle of the water, separate water from water. God made sky. And there it was. God spoke, separate, water beneath heaven, gather into one place, land, appear. And there it was. God saw that it was good. 
God spoke, earth, green up, grow all varieties of seed-bearing plants, every sort of fruit-bearing tree, and there it was. God saw that it was good. God spoke, lights come out, shine in heaven's sky, separate day from night, mark seasons and days and years, lights in heaven's sky to give light to earth, and there it was. God made two big lights, the larger to take charge of day, the smaller to be in charge of night, and God made the stars. God placed them in the heavenly sky to light up earth and oversee day and night to separate light and dark. God saw that it was good. God spoke, swarm, ocean with fish and all sea life, birds fly through the sky over earth. God created the huge wells, all this swarm of life in the waters and every kind and species of flying birds. God saw that it was good. God spoke, earth, generate life, every sort and kind, cattle and reptiles and wild animals, all kinds. And there it was. God saw that it was good. God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings reflecting God's nature. And there it was. God looked over everything God had made, and it was so good, so very good. Heaven and earth were finished, down to the last detail. Let us pray. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Each day is a gift from you. Let your word be at work within us today and in this coming week, that we may be faithful to you and every breath be a prayer of gratitude. Amen. Our hymn of praise this morning is found in your hymnal, hymn number 62. I ask you to please stand together as we sing the first five verses of All Creatures of Our God and King. Please stand together as we sing.
please remain standing and join me in the reading of our affirmation faith found in your bulletin. Your response is printed in the bold. I believe in God, the creator and Lord of all that is. In your hand is life of everyone, of trees and plants, animals and insects. I believe in Jesus the Christ, the redeemer of all that we have damaged, our broken souls and our broken world, who offers new life when we love our neighbors and love our neighbors, sun and soil, water and air. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the sustainer of this community and future generations, and source of hope and courage to our creation, especially when sustainability seems hopeless. We promise to work together and with God to be stewards of this gift, our home. Thank you. You may be seated. At this time, I'd like to invite our children forward for our children's moment. And you'll notice our peanut butter basket's empty because we just took a whole bunch to Madcap. Right. Good morning. Everybody sit down. Good morning. Today I have a question for you guys. Can y'all tell me something that you're good at? Okay. <laughs> what are you good at? At art? Oh, that's a great thing to be good at. What are you good at? Softball. What are you good at, Emma? Piano. What are you good at? Art. Got another art. What are you good at? Soccer. What are you good at? Art, soccer, and singing. Those are some great talents. Did y'all hear Pastor Dawn this morning? Did she read? Did she read about? Um, how that God created everything this morning, and she read about that God created us in his image. And when he did that, he gave us talent, gave everybody different talents, and we're all good at lots of different things. Ellen's mama is really good at running. And when, sometimes when she runs, she runs races. And when she runs a race, she's, yeah, she's sharing her talent with other people. Do y'all ever show your talent when you, when you do art? Do you draw your, your mommy and daddy a picture? Yeah. And when you play soccer, do you play with your friends? Yeah. I love you too. And when you play with your friends, do you get to share, share your soccer with them? So that's why we have our talents. Is they're gifts from God that we get to share with each other. And... Um, we should be thankful. That's what God wants us to do with our talents, is to thank him by showing others what we can do with them. Yeah? Okay. Let's all uh, bow our heads and pray. Dear God, we're so thankful to be here on this Sunday morning. 
And we're so thankful that you have given us all our talents. And we pray that we can use them to honor you. Amen. I invite you to please take your hymnals and turn to page number 743, 743, and join me in a responsive reading of Psalm 8. Your response again is printed in the bold. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Your glory is chanted above the heavens by the mouth of babes and infants. You have set, set up a defense against your foes to steal the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the moon and, and the stars which you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them and mortals, mortals that, that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little less than God and, and crowned, crowned them, them with, with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put, put all things under their feet. All sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, whatever, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. reading from the Gospel of Matthew, if I can find my page, um, chapter 6, verses 25 through 33. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Bear with me for a second. I want to share um, 
an advertisement, and I'll tell you what it was for later, but maybe you can guess. It starts out, you want it. You want it bad. Sometimes so much it hurts. You can taste it. You feel like you would do anything to get it. Go further than they'd suspect. Twist your soul and crush what's in your way. Then you get it. And something happens. You become the object of your desire. And it feels incredible. This was an advertisement for perfume <laughs> in a Macy's window. My family and I talk lots about how weird the perfume commercials are. You want it, you want it bad. Sometimes so much it hurts. I was reading this past week a book on Sabbath, and there's a section in this book that was giving kind of a brief history of consumption. It said that in the 1920s, there was an alarm that was sounded that the middle-class American already buys more than they need. But the alarm was not about our over-consuming. The alarm was sounded because of the fear that we would become satisfied. Our food, our shelter, our clothing was provided. We'd reached a place where we had enough and we could now rest and we would spend way too much time at leisure, which is bad because leisure does not produce economic expansion. Or so this was the thinking. So in come the economic cheerleaders with the gospel of consumption. Now there was, of course, some resistance to this, the author says. It said, at the time, most workers did not seem to desire new goods and services. They had food, shelter, clothing. They were doing better than their parents. So the extras, automobiles, appliances, amusements, they weren't really feeling the pull to have these things. So the author says, investors, marketing experts, advertisers, and business leaders came together, and with the help of the example set by the rich, they fueled the drive to increase consumption. The rationale? When people spend money on things they don't need, this is good for the economy. If we're encouraged to fulfill all our desires without regulation or limitation, then the economy will benefit. Now he goes on with his history and says the 1930s came along and we kind of questioned this move. But by then, in the midst of a growing advertising industry, which continued to gain momentum, just think about that Macy's advertisement about perfume, or how um, Apple pulls you in with the newest iPhone, even though your other one is almost exactly the same. But we couldn't slow it down. The wheels of an economy built upon consumption were already turning. And yes, we have seen the effects of what happens when those wheels are halted. But maybe that's one of the lessons of COVID, questioning an economy built on consumption. So this book I was reading about Sabbath, it was written in 1999, and it said that at that time, 1999, Americans were consuming twice as many goods and services per person than we did in 1945. 
that we buy twice as many things. We buy homes almost three times larger and fill them with twice as many things. If you've ever you know, searched for a new home recently, you can picture this. You know when you get to an older home, why? There aren't as many closets and they're really small, right? Newer homes have much bigger closets because we have more stuff. I noticed yesterday I was scrolling through Instagram that MPB online um, had released this post and it just struck me because I had, was working on this sermon. It said, should Americans buy less stuff? Closets filled with clothes that are rarely worn, Amazon boxes piled on the porch, TVs in every room of the house. It's no secret that Americans like to shop, but is it time to admit we consume too much. I heard one um, podcast that was talking about the supply chain issues, and they named that one of the problems is we just won't quit buying things. While our one box is sitting on the barge, we're scrolling and adding the next box to our cart. Well, today, Today, we close out a series on giving thanks as we approach Thanksgiving. And I find it interesting, and I have never put this together before until this year, but I find it interesting that a day, a season about being thankful for what we have, reminding ourselves to be a grateful people, to practice gratitude, comes right before a holiday that has come to mean getting more stuff consuming more, naming the things we don't have and would like to. And I say holiday purposefully, even though I participate, I do all the things, I find joy in them. I know deep down the event that was the birth of Emmanuel, God with us, breaking into the world to repair all which had been broken. This event was not about presents or parties or consuming. It was all about sacrifice and redemption. We'll talk more about that as Advent comes next week. Back to Thanksgiving. So what do we do? Maybe instead of focusing so much on the war on Christmas and reclaiming that, we as a people of faith can really throw the world for a loop and we can reclaim gratitude. Focus on giving thanks. Be a people who offer something to a world being fed lines like, you want it. You want it bad. Sometimes so much it hurts. Almost all spiritual traditions recognize the importance of gratefulness and how being grateful can shape us as individuals, as a people. I mean, studies have been done to prove the positive benefits of being grateful. It allows us to shift our perspective towards all we have been given and all that we have. A few years ago, there were some of you that journeyed with me through the Book of Joy for one of our book clubs, and it has a couple sections on being grateful and on gratitude, and it says this, when you're grateful, you're not fearful, and when you're not fearful, 
you're not violent. When you're grateful, you act out of a sense of enough and not out of a sense of scarcity. Another COVID lesson we all know about. And you're willing to share. If you're grateful, you are enjoying the differences between people and respectful to all people. A grateful world is a world of joyful people. Grateful people are joyful people. A grateful world is a happy world. The Book of Joy also tells the story of Anthony Ray Hinton, a story you may know. Um, he spent 30 years on death row for a crime he did not commit. He was working in a locked factory at the time the crime, at the time the crime happened that he was being accused of. When he was arrested in the state of Alabama, he was told by the police officers that he, police officers that he would be going to jail because he was black. He spent 30 years in a five by seven foot cell in solitary confinement, allowed out only one hour a day. And during his time on death row, he became a counselor and a friend to other inmates, 54 of whom were put to death. He was also a counselor and friend to the death row guards, uh, many of whom begged Hinton's attorney to get him out. So when a unanimous Supreme Court ruling ordered his release, he was finally able to walk free. But he said this, one does not know the value of freedom until it's taken away. People run out of the rain. I run into the rain. How can anything that falls from heaven not be precious? Having missed the rain for so many years, I'm so grateful for every drop, he says just to feel it on my face. Some of you probably saw the post last week that Richard Robbins shared on Facebook. He said as he and Cherie were pulling out of their neighborhood, they noticed the beautiful red leaves of the dogwood in their yard and then all of the red and yellow leaves kind of popcorning along the drive. And Cherie said it was as if the trees were giving off lights and then says, I wonder if this is what Moses saw on the mountain. And Richard, in Richard's fashion, said this, just imagine that we are being shown burning bushes every day. This is the gift of creation, that God has provided burning bushes all along our paths to call to us, to delight us, to remind us that in creation itself, God has provided. In creation itself, God speaks. In creation itself, there is enough. I think this is part of what Jesus is trying to say when he included the words, do not worry, in his sermon on the mount. Do not worry, he says. Look around. See the birds. Consider the lilies. It is enough. Creation is enough. I am enough. You know, there's another story of Moses. After he sees the burning bush, he goes to Pharaoh. He leads the people to freedom. They find themselves in the wilderness, and they are hungry. And so God feeds them with manna from heaven. Now that word manna, I mean it literally means what is it? What it is, is the provision of God in creation itself. A gift. 
They are instructed, however, if you remember, to only gather enough manna for the day. Each morning go out, only get enough for that day. Manna, this gift of creation, served as a reminder each day for them that whatever was given would be enough. As a people of faith, we can really throw the world for a loop and we can reclaim gratitude, focus on giving thanks. We can be a people who say, because of who we believe God to be, because of the gifts God has given us in creation, there is enough. And not just that, but we can choose to live within creation in such a way that that enough is protected, is shared, is respected, and all because we strive to be a people who give thanks. One theologian said it this way, that gratitude is the recognition of all that holds us in this web of life and all that has made it possible to have the life we have and the moments that we are experiencing. Think back to the beginning, that Genesis story that we opened worship with over and over. God says it was good. It was so very good. Gratitude allows us to see what is good and right and not what is bad and wrong. Especially at a time where In the Western churches, the church is seen as just a group of people who fight among themselves about what is right and what is wrong. Reclaiming gratitude allows us to show what is good and right, not what is bad and wrong. So this past week, I asked a few of you to kind of, in your day, try to watch for things that you were thankful for. I did say, don't send me pictures of people, because everyone would send me all the pictures, you know, of their children and family. I should have also added, don't send me pictures of fall leaves, because I got a lot of those. And they were beautiful. Oh, and then some of you have been filling out the little cards we had in the seats of what you were thankful for. Um, So we put together a little video, not my best work, but the hope is that you can use this space to really think about, if you had to name, like what is the gift of creation? Um, How do you understand that gift? How do you give thanks for that gift? So I invite you just to hold that um, as we watch this video together. Praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High. Give to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and the dry land which his hands have formed. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts. 
so I am helped and my heart exults. And with my song, I give thanks to Him. I give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Know that the Lord is God. It is He that made us, and we are His. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. What shall I return to the Lord for all His bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all His people. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. I will give thanks to the God of gods. I will give thanks to the Lord of lords, who alone does great wonders, who by understanding made the heavens, who spread out the earth on the waters, who made the great lights, the sun to rule over the day, the moon and the stars to rule over the night. O give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day God finished the work that God had done, and God rested on the seventh day from all the work that God had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. That Sabbath um, book I was reading so that Sabbath is a day to be at peace with all that we have. I mean, just kind of imagine the different feel um, this space would have, that worship would have, if every six days we come into this space and we think of Sabbath as a day to be at peace with all that we have. To, as one theologian said, Use Sabbath as a time in which we can taste what we have been given, take delight in what we already have, see that it is good, that we focus less on our lack, more on our abundance. During Sabbath, we are less concerned with what is missing, 
focusing instead on sharing our gratefulness for what has already been given. In fact, in the Hebrew tradition, petitionary prayer, prayer where we ask things of God, we ask requests, this is discouraged during Sabbath time because during Sabbath, we are to focus our heart not on what we need, but rather on what we have. May it be so. Amen. There is a, a Christian mystic um, that is known for saying, if the only prayer we ever prayed our whole life was, thank you, that that would be enough. So we could um, respond to God in prayer by simply saying thank you, but I do know that we all um, hold things on our hearts and minds um, that we appreciate being given space to lift up to God. So as we respond to God's word, we move into a time of prayer. Yes, giving thanks, but also holding all those things that we do need to release to God. So let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, we admit that at times we do not know how to pray. That at times we come to our prayer time um, with way too much worry and anxiety. Help us to remember that Jesus invites us into the life he shares with you. Help us to remember to just keep coming. Keep coming to you in prayer. As we gather in this space, receive us now in our frailty, in our complacency, in our desire. We pray for your church all over the world. May the life we discover in you bind us to each other and to the world that you love. For no need is beyond the strength of your call and no child of yours is expendable. Merciful God, give us wisdom and courage beyond our imagining. As we move into a holiday season where we remember the birth of Emmanuel, breaking into a world to repair all that has been broken, we pray for each leader who might be an instrument of peace in troubled lands. By the movement of your reconciling spirit, bless your people with the courage to reach past old wounds and persistent fears. God of resurrection, bring life where hope has died. We pray for friends and strangers in the grip of addiction. Make us able companions for each other and bless us with hope that bears fruit. We pray for unsettled economies and those whose needs are overlooked in the choices of the powerful. May we, who know so much privilege, bear our responsibilities with open eyes and open hands. We pray for all who stand at the thresholds of life. 
your children who are soon to be born, and your children who are soon to go home. We give thanks for new faces to love, ideas to ponder, work to do, and we marvel at the sturdy friendships and persistent memories that sustain us when the way is hard. May each be a reminder of your love and your provision. Holy One, keep calling us into the world, your world, as a people of gratitude, as a people who look around the gift of your creation and say it is enough. Equip each of us for the challenges we will face until we learn to worship in the most unlikely places. For you are the source of our song and the well from which we pray wherever we are planted. God, we each come to this space carrying our own burdens, our own prayers that we need to release. And now, in the silence, we lift to you the names of those that we hold heavy on our hearts and minds, either silently or aloud. God, receive the prayers of your people in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those Our closing song is number 92, For the Beauty of the Earth. I invite you to stand and join with me as we sing 92, For the Beauty of the Earth.
say the benediction, um, I hope I can get you to hear this. I have something to share, just to show you what I'm working with. So I asked the staff to send me in. Hold on. Dawn is making me do this, but I really don't want to. <laughs> just so you know, you have been warned. Um, I do need your help, though, before, um, before we leave. We are going to set up right after, right after you know, the service for the dinner. So there's a cart in the back there and a cart here. If we could get all the hymnals placed on the cart, and this is very important, stack the outside chairs, not the middle chairs. If you could stack the outside chairs and put all the hymnals on the cart, and then if anyone wants to hang around and help us pull all the tables out, that would be great. There's some people coming later on to decorate. Um, but before we start... Let's uh, share this benediction one with another. Um, it'll serve as our blessing for tonight as well. You'll find it in your bulletin. Let us say these words together. For food in a world where many walk in hunger. For faith in a world where many walk in fear. For friends in a world where many walk alone. We give you thanks, O oh Lord. Amen and amen. looking for a safe place to explore faith, or if you'd just like to learn more about this community of faith, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to any member of our staff with prayer requests, needs, or questions, or just to find out how to join our church family. Now may the love of God surround you. May the love of God uplift you. May the love of God stand with you through the challenges ahead. May the love of God convince you in every situation to love. Go now.